Hello, everyone. Well, hello there. <laughs> um, welcome to FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And this is a podcast about restaurants, food, service industry, bars, dating, apps. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch those last two. We are wrong. Uh, not about either of those two. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm looking at my notes, and that's actually that's not right. I was just doing associate like a word association game, and it went too far. Yeah. Um, but welcome to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What a week it's been. Oh, it's been a rootin' tootin' <laughs> time. Well, last one every the leash. The say to say the leash it has been a dog eat dog world oh um, god we're all hyped up here in the in the studio <laughs> we listened to some bg's track i said let's get revved up and watch me dance <laughs> around to nights on broadway that's yeah. how we prep for a good podcast sesh so that's how you guys know you're in for a real treat yeah i'm hopped up on falsetto right now <laughs> I'm, I'm my hands are shaking <laughs> um Anyways, love, shout out to R.I.P. Robin Gibb, the ugliest Gibb. Right. (laughs) Anyways, um, yeah, let's see. Uh, I think we both have some starter stories. Yeah, mine's not about me per se. But it is about the service industry. So the other day I went to Joe's Pizza to get a little slice. What kind of slice, just so I know? Uh, I got pep. Okay. Yeah, classic. Put some garlic powder on it. Nice. You know? Um. And two people were there, evidently on a date, which I was horrified by. It was like 6 p.m. I was like... Well, describe Joe's Pizza real quick inside-wise, <laughs> just so people get an understanding of why that would be horrifying. It's just like a true slice shop. Like, there's like four stools. Yeah, like you've had a couple drinks. You go in and yeah. eat a slice on the sidewalk. Yeah, kind of I just was doing it because it was like... Yeah, it was like 5.36. I was like, I don't know what I want to do right now. I'm not like hungry enough for a meal, but I want like something. But I, And I didn't want like a bag of chips. Like I just yeah. Yeah, yeah. a little wet my appetite. And so I said, let me slink in here. Then these people <laughs> were on a date. I was like, what the heck? Yeah. So first, this guy pulls out... Um, like Purell and he's like sorry a little bit of a germaphobe ew and like rubs it on his hands and I was like that's not like a cute thing to say to somebody oh my god first of all that means you fuck bad <laughs> for sure it means you use condoms like a fucking <laughs> dork yes that is what that means to me <laughs> I haven't used a condom okay. since okay well anyway so he said I'm a germaphobe <laughs> and then the girl goes like, she's like, yeah, my roommate said, um, you seem like someone from Minnesota. And that's like a really huge compliment. I was what? like, go back there then. What the fuck? Was she, were they both just Midwesterners? Yeah, for sure. No, no offense. None taken. I left, <laughs> you know? Especially Minnesota. That's yeah. like, oh my God. It's like perverted. Yeah. And then the girl got two slices. So I was like, okay, she's like down to clown. But then she just took her fingernails no. and just scraped no. the cheese no. off both slices. You can't see me, but I'm covering my entire face right just now. So with it my made hands. a little pile. Oh my God, I'm gagging. And not I'm, in a good way. No, because you're not a germaphobe. You would, you know, gag in a good way. You know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, um, it was disgusting. I was appalled. Ew, with your fingernails? Yeah. Also, I was like, he just said he's a germaphobe. Here you are 
Oh my god, I'm knuckle going. deep. I'm <laughs> balls deep in a slice. <laughs> that is disgusting. It was horrifying. I didn't For, see the conclusion because I, I left. If you're on a date and your your eating disorder is in full display, at least take a napkin to wipe off the. Che- Don't do a hand to cheese combat situation. <laughs> that is disgusting. No. Also, just say pizza. I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah, get a salad or something. Yeah, don't go to Joe. Like, there's literally... Ugh. Ugh, God. That is hideous. It was. Bright lights. Yeah. No cheese pizza. Like, scraped pizza and Purell. Like, run away. It was a true horror show. The aesthetics of that date are horrifying to me. Yeah. Anyway, so she's probably pregnant by now. (laughs) They're both just drinking milk, living together now, after that beautiful date. Oh my god. Yikes. Yikes. Um, that's gross. Um, my story was last week uh at a I worked a, a pitchfork party. Mm. Yeah. Which I was apprehensive about. <clears throat> I thought it was gonna be like a bunch of like super douchey dudes and then like kind of also hitting on me, but being like ne- one big neg section essentially. But they actually turned out to be very nice and it was fine. Um but the, it was the long night and at the end of the night this guy came in, and I couldn't tell where he's from, but he was French. I ended up finding out. Mm. And he's very, like, he came in, like, very excited. You mm. know when people come in very, like, excited? You're just kind of like, why? Like, yeah, like, what's the, are you, sometimes, like, and uh, and then another guy sat down next to him who was, like, kind of drunk, like, probably, like, mid-40s. He's from Texas, and they started talking. And I, like, love watching, like, two strangers mm-hmm. talk. Yeah. And uh, so they're chatting. I hear the Texas guy's going through a divorce. He's got a house in Vermont. I'm getting his vibe, you know. And then the other guy, I realize, is French. And he's, he's like, so uh, what do you like about uh, working in the service industry? And I was like, well, you know, I was like, I don't know. It's easy money. Like, I was just kind of like, whatever. And then he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, what do you do? He's like, well, um. I was uh, an investment banker in France, and then I'm here on a visa, and I uh, now I work at uh, a very nice cocktail place. And I was like, oh, you're in the service industry? I was like, bro, why were you asking me that question? I was like, what the hell? And then he started saying the most beautiful things about the service industry, and I felt like such a shitbag. Like, he was like, I just love, like... I, my old job, it was fine, but this is so much better. It is like I, I'm taking care of people, and we are a family, and I can provide these things to people every day. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you're right. Like, I was like, it is really special. It was just so funny that I was like, I don't know, man. I make a shitload of money. Next question. <laughs> and he was like, it is a special thing. I was like, I know it is. Why yeah. did I say that? But I don't know. It's, I thought he was just like another jerk off, you know? Yeah, you got to be on guard with the French. They invented that phrase. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Really, that really, that was a surprise (laughs) joke from you that hit me hard. Um, On guard. It is. It's true. Um, That is so funny. Yeah. So, and then they started, you know, talking and, and we were all palling around. It was great. And, uh. Then it's like closing time. It's like 3.30. I do last call, 3.45, whatever. And then everyone else leaves. They're still there. And normally I would kick people out. Not kick, but I'd be like, all right, guys, like I'm, I'm closed for the night. Mm-hmm. 
You play that song. Yeah, I'm like, closing time. And everyone's like, hell yeah. Um, and then, but but the thing is, my special thing is that I'm so creeped out by closing by myself that if there's people there who I like, even if they're strangers, I'm like, hell yeah, hang out with me while I close so I don't get murder raped. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, you know, this place is kind of spooky. And then the guy, the Austin, Texas guy was like, why is it spooky? Is it haunted? And then the French guy goes, uh, no, it is uh, very unusual for someone to close a bar by themselves. And she is just worried that she will get robbed. And I was like, shut up, dude. I was like, yes, that is exactly why it's spooky. Don't have to say it in your French accent. He's like, she is, you see, you understand it. She's very vulnerable right now. She could be robbed like, at any moment. The woman's place in society she is so uh, much lower yes, than yours. Who knows? She could be uh, taken advantage of in many ways. <laughs> Anyways, so it was really funny to hear like my actual anxieties expressed in a French accent, you know? Yeah. To like this oblivious Texan. He's like, now nah, little lady. <laughs> uh and then and then so they're getting kind of drunk, and the, the guy from Texas takes one of my rags that I'm wiping down with. He's like, hey, <laughs> if uh if I turn this into a chicken, will you give me a beer? And I was like, absolutely. And he like <laughs> formed a wet rag until like a looked like a raw chicken and the french guy thought it was the funniest thing he'd ever seen and then i was laughing it was like amazing and i (laughs) I gave them free shots because i was like that's hilarious (laughs) it was a really weird they stayed forever and then finally i was like all right you guys gotta get the hell out of here Wow. It was so funny, though. That's hilarious. It was a great... It was one of those nights where I was like, this is really fun. The camaraderie is, like, great. When you when people are, like, just having, like, strangers meeting and having a good time. Beautiful. Yeah, it was great. I've really been coming to, like, enjoy the service industry in a way that I haven't in a very long time recently. It's been really nice. I'm, like... People are, like, asking my name again and, like, asking when I work and, like, I'm just, like... Uh, I don't know. I'm just like having a good time again. I'm crying. It'd been a, it'd been a long time since no, I've, I know. Like, really I'm enjoyed moved. myself at work, and it's like happening again. And I'm like, thank fucking god, because it's like it can be really fun and weird, you know. Yeah, and it can be the worst thing in the world. But I love that for you. Anyways, thanks. I just don't want to be angry at work anymore. No, I mean I think it's great, and I think you're such a you're such a star. Oh, thanks. <laughs> That fucking raw chicken thing out of a wet rag. That's incredible. I I was like, did you work at a weird hotel or something? Where did you learn that? Yeah. I got to look that up. Yeah, look it up. The, the French love it, I'll tell you. They thought it was a real hoot. I'll bring that. As a people. I'll bring that to my my restaurant. <laughs> yes. I'm like, uh, you guys want to... They're like... Tableside <laughs> wet rag service. <laughs> That's what I'm envisioning. Um, amazing. Um, which brings us to our topic of the week. Woohoo! Um, we've been sitting on this pretty much since day one mm-hmm. for various political reasons. We're like two little hens sitting on some hot eggs. Ew. Hatching them. <laughs> Hatching them. Warming the embryos. You don't like that? Um, Because you were like, talking about raw chicken. Yeah. And... Oh, right, right, right. And like hot eggs sounds very <laughs> oh, yeah. weird to me. I was just imagining the texture of a... Anyways. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, But yeah, so we... Um, I don't know exactly how to start this off. Personal or big picture? Let's say we... I work <laughs> in a restaurant and Lillian worked in a restaurant that recently is making the transition from no tipping to tipping 
Yes. Originally, obviously, was tipping, went to a gratuity-free model, and is now switching back to tipping. Yeah. Which is a couple restaurants have done. Yes. In the past, and this is just another domino fall. <laughs> a beautiful, beautiful fall. I mean, we, we like to keep, we don't explicitly say where we work because, uh, I don't know, lawsuits. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But just to be, you know. I don't know, on the safe side. Yeah. Just, don't stalk us. I don't know. Lots yeah. of reasons. It's very easy to find out everything about us if you really want to, but why put it out in the podcast? Yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, it's it's uh, gratuity-free and tipping is something that I think is being talked about a lot, and especially in New York specifically because a lot of restaurants are trying it mm-hmm. for several reasons. Yeah. Um, one of which is that the minimum wage is rising and restaurant owners are trying to figure out how to cover their costs, which means raising menu prices. Um, and then, then the no tipping, but, but they have to raise. So, okay, let's talk about so basically, what gratuity free looks like. Yeah. So in, in New York tips are legally protected so that they cannot fund the restaurant and they can't like they can't go to operating costs of the restaurant. Right. They, they don't go back into the restaurant. They can't go to back of house. They're just for people who spend 80% of their time interacting with customers. Right. That's the rule. And so to the idea behind no tipping is that if you say all the money that comes into the restaurant can go to any cost, cover any cost in the restaurant, then you, you raise the prices. It doesn't have to go straight back to front of house. It can circulate to the back of house and they can be compensated for their role in providing service. Right. There's a lot of attention that's been drawn to the pay discrepancy between back of house and front of house, which is a legitimate issue um, because, you know, notoriously front of house servers, bartenders make a decent amount of cash um, and then in contrast, back of house who are making the food that we just put on, take on a plate and put it on a table. Yeah. If you want to, you know, narrow it down to that, but, um, <laughs> um, and they're making significantly less money. Yeah. So we read an article from Eater, uh, from like 2015, the article I was reading and they were talking about the increase in the minimum wage and it was from for front of house they were starting at $5 an hour and the first mm-hmm. of the like kind of incremental wage hikes was going to raise it a full 50% so they were going to be at 750 an hour which i remember when that happened yeah and for back of house it was like a 25% wage increase because they were already at $8 and they went to like 925 yep and so while they were also having a increase in wage it wasn't as significant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think the argument is sometimes people say, you know, well, if you're working back of house, you ideally are like, that's your career path. That's something that you are working towards. You're in, you went to culinary school, you're a line cook, you want to be a sous chef. And then, a sh- you know, so I think that that's how some people explain away the pay discrepancy because it's like a lot of people who are servers and bartenders aren't necessarily like life industry people. It's sort of seen as like, you know, a job that you do to make ends meet or to supplement your actual quote unquote dream or career or whatever. Uh, so I think that is one argument that I see a little bit of merit, uh, in, although I do think that they should be paid way, way more. Like it's long, it's hard work. It's long hours, you know, it's not glamorous. 
Yeah, and I think you got to get all those salt and pepper shaker tattoos, the radish tattoos. Oh my god, the charcuterie, pig. the pig yeah. tattoo on your forearm. You got to get those tattoos. You have to afford those. So how can we get the chefs the tattoos they need? Is really, to show the women that they're trying to seduce that they are chefs. That they don't have a life. They live, eat, and breathe. The kitchen. Salt, They'll fat, never be a good heat. boyfriend. Yeah. Um, Anger issues. Everything. Oh, yeah. Drinking problem. Do you run the gamut when you date a chef. Oh, my God. Will they ever be able to get hard? <laughs> don't know. <laughs> don't know. Um, yeah, I think. And one of the problems that this is supposed to be addressing is that the industry overall has a shortage of line cook labor and a labor shortage is supposed to be the position from which people can angle for greater revenue greater because they're saying okay this late you need our labor because you don't have enough people to fill these roles so you should be able to use that moment to get more and more revenue and more and more benefits and right and the industry is such that even though there was this labor shortage, it basically wasn't benefiting the cooks at all. And the cooks basically were not getting better treatment yeah, or better wages. Yeah. So, but then this is what happens when it's a top down solution instead of a bottom up solution is that people were like, well, we'll just take that money from the servers. Yeah. Cool. Good plan. Thank you. Yeah, I think the problem with no gratuity, to my mind, is that it is based on this scarcity model of, like, there's this finite amount of money, and, like, instead of saying, like, yeah, servers make a lot more than back of house, let's make back of house make more money, they're like, so servers are going to take a pay cut, and that's going to go to back of house. And, yeah, and back of house will go to minimal increase. Yeah. So... One of the things that happens with a gratuity-free model is that basically, so tipping is eliminated, menu prices increase to 15, 20%. So, um, and that, that revenue, and then, and then um, front of house gets paid an hourly wage plus a revenue share of whatever the restaurant makes. At least that's, or, that's or what, not. or not. I mean, that's what our restaurant that's what our did. model was. So whatever the restaurant makes, we get like point oh two percent or something like that whatever it was um and then um revenue has to increase to a certain amount to pay back of house more which never happened in our yeah in our model yeah i'm just talking about our model right now so um so yeah so so that was one of the things that was it was shown to us it was like okay so like this is why we're doing this this is like a really great thing it's social justice it's a thing we're doing to help people's lives back don't you want back of house to have a better quality life and i'm like yes uh and then they didn't get a pay increase and um you know, I think guests received worse service. You drive away talented people with gratuity free because we all took a pay cut. And when you live in New York City and you work in the service industry, you know how much you're worth and you know how much money you can make. And if you're not making like what there's yeah. no incentive in my mind. I mean, on not to make it seem all about money, but like, I mean, work in, if a work environment, a positive work environment is crucial and, and can make all the difference in a job, which is why I think we both stayed so long and you're still there, but, uh, but the community is not, I can't fucking feed my kids with community. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's like, it's one of those things where it's like the, it is a calculation that you have to do, but there's no way that the money doesn't fact it's a fucking job it's a job at the end of the day and you're there to make money and it's not like we all got free health insurance it's not like we all got you know what i mean like there was no like um share in the company there's no 
like added. This ain't Starbucks, ha- baby. Uh, 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 uh. Like we both wish we worked at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and 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 it was sort of all of these. Uh, there were so many issues that came to play that I, I had never thought about the psychology of serving someone when uh, I'm not motivated by money. It was a very fucked up thing for me to. It made me feel ugly in this way, where it's like I. My level, I, especially because the people we serve at this restaurant are very high maintenance. Mm-hmm. And when there's no incentive to kind of brush things off and be like, oh, well, that's quite all, you know, just to kind of, you have to zhuzh people a little bit, you know? And when you don't have to do that, you're like, yeah, fuck you. I mean, right? 100%. I think it's like. Not like I'm giving bad service when I'm not going to get money, but it's sort of like this thing. It's like the carrot's gone. What's the point? My job to me has fundamentally changed. And so it was a very confusing way to serve people. Yeah. And I think the thing is, I think you're not always thinking about money when you're working for a tip. Like you're thinking like, yes, we're like, we're like kind of in this together. Yeah. But almost when you take away the tip, it almost made it more about money because I was like, well, I have to get a second round of drinks for these people. Like it wasn't like something where I was like. Because I was like, I need check averages you need, to be. Yeah, you're concerned with your check averages and not with the experience because ultimately the experience was what gave you the money and now it's check averages. Yeah. You're right. It, it was right. It does make you think more about that. Yeah. Um, In a perverse tables. way. Like, yeah, it's very strange. It's supposed to take that away, but it actually doesn't at all. And I, I read a, there was a, a really, really good um, New Yorker article from February of this year, um, I'm just going to grab the author's name, Elizabeth Dunn. Um, it was a really great sort of summary about how this model is failing in New York. Um, and she was mentioning that there are some studies, like very preliminary studies been done that guests in gratuity-free restaurants view service as worse no matter what, and that they're biased they're biased against it because I, I mean, it's, it's like a very foreign thing to our culture. And when you, you can't change one thing in a culture and have it like, there's so many things that are dependent on that. You know what I mean? Like you can't just take one thing and be like, and it's cool now and it all works. It's like, no, there's so many other factors to a restaurant that this just doesn't work yeah. right now. Yeah. And I think something that the eater article that I read that was, it was basically an interview with Danny Meyer who is like a pioneer of this model. And we, we don't work for Danny Meyer. No. Um, I have worked at Shake Shack in the past. Shout out. <laughs> We've um, eaten at a Danny Meyer restaurant. Yeah. Famously. Famously so. Um, but he was saying like, in some regards, it's, it's cool because like he was saying that he lost a bunch of his legacy staff, which is like staff with like, I think he said like four to 10 years of experience at his uh-huh. restaurants. And then he was like, it opened up all these positions for, for less experienced people, which is like theoretically good, but it's sort of the like teach for America model <laughs> of like bringing the biggest dumbasses and yeah. like kind of like let them run the fucking roost, which is like not, I mean, that's what happened at our restaurant <laughs> is that like, it was like suddenly it was people who had been back waiters, but not servers or baristas, but not servers or some had not even ever worked in food service before, but just seemed to have a, a spark. Yeah. Uh, a sparkle in their eye. And then, so then the staff, i.e. you and I yeah. who have been there and we, we are both worked in the service industry for, for a long time. And we're essentially 
constantly retraining and training a turnover of staff that is exhausting and emotionally draining. And you're basically the, the senior staff runs the restaurant at that point because there's so many inexperienced people because, you know, someone who's over the age of 22 and has worked in the service industry isn't going to take that pay cut for a restaurant that is very demanding of you knowledge wise. Yeah. I think we have a really high service standard. It's not like, I mean, there are other no tipping restaurants that are much more basic where it's like, okay, like you go, you're like, this is the food. What do you want? Okay. Goodbye. Like cashier service almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's not the model that we have of service. It's like very involved, lots of knowledge, lots of like, yeah, it's like multiple courses, personal interaction. We don't have support staff. Yeah. It's very bare bones, but uh, high, highly demanding. Yeah. It's great. Um, (laughs) I mean, I do love working at that restaurant, but it's like, it's, it didn't, it didn't ever make sense for a restaurant. It doesn't. And that's another point is that a lot of, um, higher end restaurants can go gratuity free without seeing the, the decline in, uh, business that like a sort of a more like casual fine dining like we are, um, because you know, people who are willing to spend that much money don't, they're not going to balk it a price increase. Whereas people who come into where we work, were like, what the fuck? And you're rude and don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, that's not to me, but to me, <laughs> to Kelly specifically, lots of complaints, lots of complaints. Um, and I think that we got disgruntled. I mean, I got very disgruntled Yeah, for, for almost, you know, some would say too disgruntled and I probably should have left, but I cared about it and it was a really tough year for us. And we, we're watching our friends not make money and leave. And like our community was broken apart, not to make this super personal, but it sucked. No, it completely sucked. And I think that the goals of gratuity free are never going to be achieved by like, it's just that idea of like the top down overhaul. It's never going to be achieved like through a gift from management. That's always going to disrupt the community because managers ultimately I mean, like, I love our direct managers, but management as a class is never going to fucking give a shit about workers. Yeah. Because they represent the interests of the top dogs. Top doggies. Fat cats. Rough, rough. Any Fat other cats. Animal. Any kind of really. Household. Yeah. I'm a macaw, perhaps. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. A gil- in a gilded cage, a macaw. Mm-hmm. Screeching out Screeching. orders. Everyone deserves a living wage. <laughs> That's the recall. Um, but it is, it's hard too because tipping is an imperfect model. And um, in that Show same me. New Yorker article, you know, people of color get like across the board lower tips. And it's like, it is a discriminatory pay practice, like in, in and of itself. Women, you know, we get whatever we put up with sexual harassment. Right. Um, which we both love. Um, right. But we're bad examples because <laughs> we're both fucking insane <laughs> attention whores. We have a podcast. Yeah. So that should say, yeah. If you have a podcast, <laughs> you want to be raped. Um, uh, oh my God. I'm sorry. 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 Oh my God. <laughs> Oh 
my okay. God. Please don't cancel us. Please. <laughs> I was just trying I to have. think of a funny thing to say. Oh, my God. This is all I have. If we get canceled. We're not getting canceled because the I The thing a- is, like, if you drag us, that kind of, like, draws the attention <laughs> in. So maybe go for the drag. This is me. This We're- is demonstrating why I like sexual harassment. I like drag. Drag me, daddy. We just want to be, like, those red scare girls more and more. So I'm going to start just saying shitty things all the time. Okay. I'm just kidding. Um, no, obviously, I'm joking. I can make a rape joke. You know. You know. You know what I mean? Um, I personally can make that joke. Okay, okay relax. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, and now I'm sweating. Okay. Because um, you got too horny? I got too From ho- your rape joke? No. Okay, we're cutting all this <laughs> okay, out. This cut is cut too it. much. It's gone too far. It's gone too far. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways. Um, <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> okay okay back on track back on track back on track um no tipping is a very fucked up practice and i do remember it like circa 2015 was when a lot of restaurants like because danny meyer did it and then some restaurants opened and a lot of restaurants went to that model and there was a big conversation about tipping as a discriminatory discriminatory practice and its history yeah as being implemented specifically for that reason right right um but all those now this videos. Yeah. But guess what? <laughs> you can make a lot of money from. Yeah. Tips. I'm getting mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, I, like what is I, th- I mean, I know what I think the solution is, which is just unions. Sure. But what is the solution in your mind? Uh, I don't know. Just stay as it is. The world's dying. <laughs> Lillian's like, what are you worried about? In 10 years, you'll be dead. Yeah, seriously. You you don't need savings. You don't need to be paid anything. Let's have fun. Don't be sober. Fucking. Oh my God, that is so true. Watch the world burn, guys. Let's get in it. Who cares? Except work hard for social justice. But other than that. Other than that. (laughs) um, I think it's just the, like, there's no reason to uh, interrupt the pay flow of front of house workers who do work very hard yeah. to pay back of house workers. You should just pay them more. Yeah. I'm sorry. The model of a restaurant just doesn't work, but figure it out. It's not my problem. Yeah. If you <laughs> cannot pay like, yeah, if you can't pay your employees enough, that's not my fucking problem. That's Cause there's something you did the math wrong. Yeah. Get a better accountant. Don't slash my wages or start a fucking front. Hello. Do you yeah. know how many businesses survive? Money laundering. Let's do it. Okay. It's called cocaine. Start importing it. Give me more of it and I'll sell it for you. Really? No. Do you think you would do that? No. Lord, no. I'm such a weenie. I can never do that. <laughs> I'm um, not the drug dealer type. I'm not either. Mm. Yeah, it's like, I don't think. It, okay. We've talked. Remember we talked about this with the pizza thing, how we both think oh, that yeah. we could be. No, I don't want to get in trouble. I'm ultimately don't want to be in trouble. I don't mind being in trouble. I could, I could run a front, but I don't think I could be like the person who gives you drugs. Like, I don't want to be like, you know. No, like, I don't want to be the point I don't want to be the guy. I don't as, if, as people say, the guy. Yeah, the guy. Yeah. You know. For sure. Um, I think the other thing is that people uh, really want to tip. Yeah, I think they do. I think that especially like, okay, and can I just say that uh, when you get hooked up at a restaurant, if someone gives you something for free, someone takes a round off uh, of your check, even if it's a gratuity free restaurant, leave a tip. Also, like, what are you doing? Just 
10 bucks. Like, yeah, it's not, you don't I'm have not to... saying leave $100. No, I just don't understand. Like if I give someone a free drink, it's because it's benefits them, but hopefully will also benefit me. You give me five bucks. I yeah. don't get why this thing has, I've hooked up so many people. They're like, thank you so much. Bye. Or like, like notes on the receipt. You know, what doesn't help me. You writing like XOXO. Thank you so much. I'm like literally Fuck you, pay me. If you don't want to leave an extra tip, say, can I talk to your manager and say, I just want you to know this person was amazing. That's the bare minimum you can do. But just saying like, kisses, thanks girl. I'm like, that does Uh -uh, not cut uh -uh. it. You are dead to me if I've hooked you up and you haven't compensated me. Just a heads up. Yeah. If you, yeah, just leave five bucks. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't get it. It's like kind of a scourge on, I, it's, have you noticed that? I think it's, I think it's when we went gratuity free that started happening. And I was like, okay. Yeah. It's not that you were, it's not that I will slap money out of your hand because we're a quote unquote, no tipping restaurant. You can still tip me, bitch. Also like, I, that is why, like. I don't understand people are like service is worse and no gratuity. It's like, well, you're not rewarding good service. So like, why would I even go the fuck out of my way? Yeah, exactly. You know, like I, like I, and I still give people gifts and I still try to like make things nice for people. But then it's like, if I'm not rewarded for it, I'm like, no, that's the thing. Yeah. When we, you know, if we give like a round of Amaro or we give a dessert or whatever we would do to, to regulars or people we like, they'd be like, bye kisses. And you're just like, what? Like, it was like really disheartening to me. Yeah. And then there are some people who do totally get, so that's the thing that I'm like, I don't think that you're just confused because there are some people like we have regulars who just every time they come in, just like leave a 20, Ugh. no matter what blessings. Yeah. We do have a couple really awesome regulars who have tipped pretty much over 20% on top of on top of which is like uh, so unnecessary and lovely but like you yeah. can do that if you really like what you're getting and your service you don't have to do that by any means but it's just like it's rude it's totally fucking I'm sick I was sick of it yeah that was like a big gripe where I was like is this a joke yeah it makes me crazy um i mean even if i just like go out of the way to like talk you through the wine list for 10 fucking minutes and you don't send like like just anything that's above and beyond just that's worth that should be worth five dollars to you (laughs) you know what i mean like if you ask me about eight different bottles of wine dollar dollar a question you should have a little chart that's like you know like your pay rate like questions about wine five dollars per minute oh my god that shirt you tagged me yeah it's really good i love that um Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm just, it's, it's like a, a, that is something I think people sometimes don't know how to respond to no gratuity. You can still leave cash, please. And you should, (laughs) and you should, I mean, God, I don't get it. I know that no, that's the other thing is that I know people don't have cash anymore. Well, carry cash. What do you, how do you, how do you buy Lucy's? Um, that's not usually, I feel like the way people, I mean, I like to have cash cause I want like a dollar diet Coke every now and then. Yeah. Every that's day. What, yeah. That's what I mean. It's like, what I know my, I, you can also leave it on your uh, credit card. Some, some places. Yeah. Some places you can't. Well, <laughs> um, I go to different bodegas because like, depending on where I stop on my journey to the train station and the guy today, he was like, my friend, long time no see. And I literally was like, (laughs) I love you. I was like, I'll be back for sure. Aw, that's sweet. I know. I was like, I'm sure he says that to everyone, but I was really touched. (laughs) Like you remembered. You remembered. When I was hung over that one time. 
I think it's because I that's where I do buy my lottery tickets from there. Every, got it, every got time. it, got it, got it. Or non-winning lottery tickets. R.I.P. Yet to win. Yet to win. Yeah, that's right. That's the right attitude. Yeah. Um, last thing about no tipping. I also love that so many restaurants went back to the tipping model within like four months or something. Yeah. I mean, I wish that we had realized what a bad dark turn it was. Yeah. We lost almost 100% of the staff. Yeah. And then the remaining percentage was so bummed out. It was almost unbearable. Right. I was like walking into a hospice center (laughs) and it's like, everyone's just like, yeah. And then every single guest being like, wow, this is a really amazing thing that you guys yeah. are doing. By the way, if you're in a no gratuity restaurant, um, no need to tell the staff that you think it's awesome. They're getting paid less. Even if they think it's awesome, they probably have at least mixed feelings about it. At best, they have mixed feelings the about it. The smugness and self and like the self-righteousness of like hideous rich people coming in and being like, you guys, this is absolutely lovely. I'm so, it's so much more like Europe. Thank you so much for doing this. What an important step in this. Yeah. And, and they're you know like, what the fuck is going on over there? And I, yeah, you know what they love over there? Uh, <laughs> what, what, what I was going to say, say? So I was going to say something problematic, so I'm not going to sodomy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love it. I love the way your mind works, Kelly. You fucking sick freak. <laughs> Anyways, okay. <laughs> that's why we hate Europe. And uh, no, but oh but they God. came in like that so many times. I had people say that to me, and I and they were like, "What do you think about it?" And I'm like, "You're really asking me this right now?" I was like, "Well, I took a pay cut," and they're like, "Oh," I'm like, "Yeah." And then they would ask us specifics about our financial. They'd be like, "Well, how much do you make now?" If you don't mind me asking, I'm like, "I don't know. I'm serving you pate. Do you really want me to talk about my paycheck right now?" Yeah, it was it was crazy. exhaust. It was so emotionally exhausting where I had to not only be in a place that was devolving before my very eyes, but also fielding very intense questions from every single person I served. It was just like a total nightmare. Yeah, it's crazy um, how much people think they're entitled to know about your personal life. My favorite thing in the world was being like, yeah, you know, like as a bartender in New York city, you can make like $400 a night. And everyone was like, what? Like every, I don't think people like most people don't realize how much money you can make or, or like people like, especially like, you know, rich people are like, Oh, I thought it was just like a high school kid job. I'm like, no bitch. Like you You can can make a hundred grand a year. Like easy. I mean, not easy, but not easy but like it's not it's also not hard no so anyways people just were very confused and like i just love i mean it was probably a sick thing of me to do but i really did love bursting that bubble when especially when people cut like you can have questions about it i understand but when they came in so like oh finally we're being civilized like europe i'm like and again what kind of service do you get in europe is it awesome No, no it sucks yeah i just it's like when this started happening, this bar owner in Boston was like, yeah, get ready for everyone to have service like a fucking Dairy Queen. And I was like, yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, I mean, Europe, they fucking... And you know what they do in Europe? They charge you for water, for yeah. tablecloth. They don't even for, have ice there. 
Yeah, they don't have ice. What I get it. That? I mean, people, I love it when people say, oh, water, uh, no ice. I'm like, I get it. You're cultured. You don't like ice. Like, get over it. That moms love that. What, no ice? Like, my mom's always telling me it's healthy because I like really cold water. My mom's like, it's healthier. Cold water? No, no, no. Not room, cold water. Room temperature water because your body doesn't have to like shock. It's not a shock it. when yeah. you. Whatever. Moms Whatever, mom. Yeah. Oh, shut up, mom. Shut up with the water. Um, But. On the flip side, a cool thing that's happening, Richie Torres. Yes, um, <laughs> uh, a listener uh, of ours, Patrick, who's involved in local politics. Hello, Patrick. Hello, um, Patrick. He sent us because you know I'm always on my personal IG, and both of us on this podcast, I'm always we're always talking about how fucked up uh, cash free establishments are, and how they're discriminatory and classist and fucking terrible and, uh, kind of indicative of everything that's wrong about this city. And a councilman in, uh, it's councilman, right? City, city, city council. City councilman in, uh, I think his district district is in, in Harlem. Mm-hmm. Richie Torres is trying to make that illegal. He's very good looking, by he, the way. Shockingly handsome. I wasn't expect, not that, you know, you don't expect people in politics. You don't have to be attractive. Right. So it's, why would yeah, you go into like politics? Entertainment in the seventies. Yeah. It's just a bonus. God, absolutely. Just a shine on that. But he's a very handsome man doing great things. And he's trying to ban cash free businesses. I hats off to you, sir. We should yeah. donate to him or like Yeah, I think also something that is cool is just like give his office a call and say you support that legislation even if you're not in his district. Yeah. It's important that we Positive reinforcement is important for our politicians. We should call him. Yeah. Let's call him today, like a mall date, like a... We're like, hi, Like a dream Richie. date. Oh, my God, it's Richie. Yeah. It's like his secretary is like, so I'm sorry, what is this? Is there an issue you'd <laughs> like to... Can I leave something? A uh, message? We're like... Oh, <laughs> so cute. This is a three-way call. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, what do you think of Lillian? She's like, what? Like, shh, no, shh, stop, shh. <laughs> like... Um, like, this is a professional <laughs> office. Uh, you would like to leave a message, please call back. <laughs> Curly. Okay. Yeah. So if you're his secretary and you listen. So sorry. Sorry in advance. <laughs> um, great. Well, that's all we have today. Uh, reminder that we're still ripping on that. Patreon. Give money to us. <laughs> Look, a dollar, a dollar a month. We're going to do an NPR style. Yeah, uh, what, those like, like. A child in Africa. We will give you tickets to Hamilton if you become uh, part of our Patreon. Mm-hmm. If you subscribe, that's one of the. Uh, you guys didn't even know because you haven't even looked at the Patreon. But that's one of the tiers. Tickets to we Hamilton. will give you tickets to Hamilton. So think about it. I mean, it's kind of worth it. It's a hit musical for five bucks a month. I yeah, mean, really. I mean, that's David Diggs. Yeah. So, um, but no, we're gonna we're gonna do some fun, weird podcasts and videos, and just like for fun, and just because you like us. Yeah. But again, no pressure, but a little bit of pressure. A little bit of pressure. It's not that much But money. it's not. It's a dollar. What's that? What the CBD costs that you put on your latte? Yeah, you dorks. Yeah, I love that stuff. Anyways, um, All right. please review, rate, and subscribe. Thank you for listening, and we love you so much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.